This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Research shows that nearly half the adult population experiences measurable loneliness in the United States. Those numbers have been on the rise for years. It's especially noticeable in people aged 15 to 24. Research shows that they spend 70% less face-to-face time with friends than 20 years ago. There are consequences to spending less time with people, including an increased risk of heart disease and stroke. Shane Baker is a health and wellness advocate. He wants to share some of his experience. Hey, good morning, Shane. Nice to chat with you today. Great to be here today, Dave. So, Shane, I laid out some stats there, but what got you thinking about social connection? Yeah, I think, um, you know, if if anything, the pandemic really impacted our, our um, connection with others around us, whether that be our family or friends, our co-workers. Um, we were basically asked overnight to um, minimize our social interaction with those that we that we love and care for overnight. And although we're a few years into the pandemic, I think that that is something that some that people like myself and, and I'm sure many others out there still really struggle with. And that's trying to find a healthy balance of making sure that we, um, you know, minimize our risk factors personally. But also, we also need to remember that if those statistics that you um, just shared with us are true, um, that this is something that we really need to pay attention to because this has real life impacts on our on our health and wellness. You mentioned some cardiovascular. Um, you know, we also think about anxiety and depression. And you know, I've seen some of these articles, and the headlines are quite scary. And I think it's something that we all need to be really aware of right now. Yeah, just, just for a little bit of uh, context, that data all comes from, from the U.S. Surgeon General. So this is definitely peer-reviewed academic research from where some of that numbers come from. There's also elements of early-onset dementia for people who experience less yeah. social interaction. So, Shane, you mentioned the pandemic where the world ran to Zoom in a, uh, a pretty much en masse over the course of a mm-hmm. couple of days. And, and technology did create a bridge. How did it bridge the gap for you? Well, at the time, I was going to school, and and basically, like you said, overnight, we we shifted immediately to um, to online classes, virtual classrooms, and um, you know, as somebody who has um, you know different medical and health problems, you know, switching to that virtual environment was a real lifesaver. I I, I know at, at the end of it, it, it kind of got a little bit tough but i know early on um you know having that technology really helped me connect with my classmates my instructors and even some of my family and friends so i think technology definitely has a really important role to play what's your experience been like building community online 
Yeah, I think it's been something that I've had to learn how to do. And, um, you know, it's funny enough, one of the programs that AMI puts out, uh, Double Tap, was actually one of the first programs that introduced me to, um, you know, to the broadcasting at AMI. And I, I, I know I still watch that show today. And, and, you know, I get to know some of the people who call in, people who send emails. And you actually get a chance to kind of get to know, e know each other. And I think that these online communities have, have a, a really important role to play too. Shane, I'll do the full plug for them, seeing as how you shouted them out, because I love those guys too. Uh, double tap <laughs> double tap daily on AMI-audio, noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time. You can also uh, download the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. And don't forget about Access Tech Live, Thursdays, That's noon right. Eastern time on AMI-tv. So lots and lots and lots of great contact there. And Shane, I do think what they do is just a beautiful model in terms of the community interacting within itself. I know there's a radio show that I listen to out of Miami uh, called The Dan Lebitard Show, where it's not just the show that gives me engagement. You should yeah. see the Reddit page for that show. Because, <laughs> like, the conversations and people all around the world gathering, talking about just the podcast they listen to every day, it, like, it's remarkable, like, the connection that you make with people all around the world that you end up becoming sort of, you end up in these side conversations becoming yeah. side friends with people sounds wonderful <laughs> it is kind of wonderful but <laughs> but shane there is a flip side here on the technology side of the conversation i like connecting with my friends all over the world at this point i like meeting some new people but it doesn't quite scratch the itch in the same way as spending time in person with people. I, I, I just think I just think that connection is a little bit different and a little bit more nurturing. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that I've thought about too. And I, so I'm, I appreciate you bringing that up because I think there's been a tendency to kind of keep that social interaction or engagement with others too strictly in an online or virtual way. And, um, you know, I worked, um, you know, for a while and I was remote working most of the time. I spent much of my last two, three years of my university in a virtual classroom. And, and I have to be honest with you, it took a real impact on me. And, and so one of the things that I've had to, to shift and, and just like other, every other people around the world is trying to learn how to be able to engage with others around me so I can actually go in and have a coffee with somebody or, you know, go for a walk or, um, you know, or just have a chat on the street with some of my friends that uh, live in my area, you know, I, even, even a few minutes can make a big difference in your day. Um, you know, so I think it's definitely something that we need to be careful of and that we need to make sure that we have a balanced social life that has a little bit of online or virtual engagement, but also face-to-face, -face, it's a really important thing. Well, it's really easy to get sucked down that whirlpool, right? It's really easy to, well, I don't want to say easy. It's a, I don't like that word. Mm -hmm. It's a little more straightforward and a little bit less logistically challenging to spend yeah. time online or end up in a text thread or a group chat or, or just something that sort of makes you feel like you're engaged, but ultimately you're still kind of in the living room by yourself with a screen. Yeah. And I, I just think there's a warmth that comes with being people in person. I also think especially as you start building out the group. I, I think that once you sort of pass the number of four or five people in a Zoom chat, you're no longer having a conversation. You're just having monologues. Yeah, exactly.
And yeah, I just think that the human thing matters. Okay, Sean, uh, Sean, Shane, someone called me Dan last segment. Now I'm calling you Sean. We're spinning, we're spiraling here. We're spiraling. Totally. Uh, Shane, I, I would say that one of my absolute favorite ways to spend time with people is let's call it two to three people together at a table having dinner or drinks. Like to me, when you sort of get that table with four people sitting together, breaking bread, being with one another, engaging for a couple of hours. To me, that's my absolute favorite way to spend time with people in person. What's yours? I think I'd have to agree with you, with you, Dave. I know that when me and my fiance have uh, family or friends over and just sitting around enjoying a meal together, maybe bringing out the deck of cards to play some games or, or we, we have plans to get a Ramoli board so we can get the game going and, and uh, build up a little competition. I think any, anything like that I'm, I'm eager to do. Um, so, you know, I think it's just, just an opportunity to sit down and relax and have some enjoyment with our friends and family. Board games, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. but you know, but you know, Shane, I'm, I'm going to go back to the idea of deliberate. The one thing is, is that that unless you are uber popular, you have to be deliberate sometimes in making these yeah. plans. You can't just wait for them to come yeah. you or to you. It requires action, which, by the way, is one of the things that can actually be affirming about the whole process because it forces yeah. you to do the action of reaching out, get the response, and planning something. Like it actually gives you a sense of accomplishment. I I, I don't mean to be glib about Definitely. it. I, I think there's truth to that. The idea of organizing something is an accomplishment. Yeah, definitely. And then you get that reward of that event coming together and you're getting a chance to be around your friends and, and share a laugh and some memories with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Shane, thank you for this, my friend. I always appreciate you waking up early there on Vancouver Island to chat with me at 6.30 a.m. local time. All the best to you and the fiancé, and we'll talk to you in a few weeks. Have a great day. That's Shane Baker, a health and wellness advocate. Coming up in 60 seconds, Alex Smythe has the generalized spring forecast for Canada. Alex Smythe is sort of playing a groundhog day. But first, here is Canadian press reporter Karen Rebo with your morning business minutes. Canada's main stock index was little changed yesterday as bank earnings began to roll in. Toronto's TSX index slipped five points to close at 21,318. New York's Dow Jones average lost 96 points and the Nasdaq gained 59. In Tokyo this morning, the Nikkei index lost 31 points and our dollar is trading overseas this morning at 73.64 cents US. We all get an extra 24 hours to 2024 with this leap year and salary employees might be wondering whether they'll be getting paid extra for working on February 29th. Employment lawyer Brittany Taylor says leap year comes every four years, but this is one of the first times she's heard questions about a leap day paycheck. She says hourly workers come out the winners tomorrow because they will get paid for the hours they work, but it could look different for those on salary who aren't entitled to extra compensation just because there is an extra day in a month every four years. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Karen Repo. Thank you very much, Karen. Let's turn to Alex Smythe for the weather story of the day. Alex, not quite a weather story of the day, a weather story of the season. Spring is still three weeks ahead, but forecasters are already trying to make some generalized predictions. Yeah, they always like to bring out these kind of forecasts of what we can expect from the season ahead. And 
let's just say unpredictability has been the name of the game when it comes to winter. It's expected to be similar when it comes to spring overall. So you're going to see more dramatic temperature swings. You go from like we're expected to see over the next couple of days, you get very cold and then back to kind of temperate conditions. And then you get a blast of winter and then you get really warm. So that's going to be kind of some of these sudden bursts you'll expect throughout the spring season overall there will be above seasonal temperatures across most of the country. The northern stretches of the central region, including northern Manitoba, Nunavut, and parts of northern Quebec, they will see a more near normal temperature range during the spring season. This will also extend to the maritime region in parts like Halifax and St. John's, which will experience near normal temperatures. Now, we've had a very uh, kind of underwhelming amount of snowfall this season, and the low amounts uh, of snowfall has meant there's going to be not a lot of concerns when it comes to flooding when uh, this spring season comes, which is normally the case. But on the flip side, it does mean there's a greater concern of wildfires because there isn't that moisture there to prevent it. So wildfire season may start far earlier yeah. than I, I'm normal. A, I'm going to interrupt you for one second, Alex. Mm -hmm. Wildfire season has already started in the Texas panhandle. They're, they're experiencing yeah. a way early start to, their, to the wildfire season. Yeah, and, and some parts of the prairies have already started to kind of call an early start to the wildfire season as well. So it's going to be uh, very much a concern, especially when you look at where precipitation is going to be limited. So parts of the prairies and maritime, they will see above normal uh, amounts of precipitation uh, this spring. But B.C., northern Alberta, Ontario and Quebec they're gonna see below normal precipitation. And those are some of the key areas where wildfires have really devastated the regions and had an, a, a national impact, an international impact when it comes to the smoke from last year. Mm -hmm. So the rest of the country though, they should experience near normal amounts of rainfall come this spring. So not anything truly unexpected so far in this forecast, Dave, but things that we've always kind of had a feeling of, okay, there's going to be less rain, less snow, warmer temperatures. This has kind of been the, the overall feeling that's going to carry in into spring. Alex, thank you for this. Talk to you a little bit later in the show. That's Alex Smythe at the Weather Desk. Coming up after the break, Yale University wants to reincorporate standard tests in their admission process. And some Canadian universities are calling for more standardized tests, too. Elizabeth Moeller weighs in with her thoughts. This is now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.